So, retrospectors, what historical events are we ticking off on this week's run of Today in History? Well, Monday is the anniversary of the day Roger first publishes famous thesaurus. Then on Tuesday, we say happy birthday, Mr. Potato Head. On Wednesday, the extraordinary stories of the child soldiers who fought in the American Civil War. On Thursday, how King James changed the word of God. And on Friday, what did spam emails look like in 1978? We discuss this and more on Today in History with the retrospectors. Ten minutes every weekday, wherever you get your podcasts. Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, ArmorAll, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on ArmorAll products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. ArmorAll, less work, more clean. Terms apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to, for Formula One's sake, the snivelling Ferrari child of F1 podcasts. Hey, I'm upset that I picked the wrong Ferrari driver to support. Welcome to, for Formula One's sake, the fucking horrendous wall-scrawled caricature of F1 podcasts. They were the worst thing Absolutely I've terrible. ever seen. I like them. <laughs> I so saw shit. Ricardo's one today and I, I didn't know which driver it was supposed to be. It was that bad. <laughs> Welcome to, for Formula One's sake, the F1 podcast that isn't having drinks tonight to improve our performance. What? We have cracked That was a Hamilton beer. thing. He didn't have any drinks in his car and he lost four and a half pounds by the end of the race. Maybe that was why he was panting all the way through it. Welcome to, for Formula One's sake, the F1 podcast that will be using its number two presenter to help its number one presenter. Who's number well, two? This is awkward. Yeah, this is going to be. Uh... <laughs> yeah. I'm Gigred, and today, from producer Matt's detached six bedroom house in London's Belgravia, we're going to talk about the Spanish Grand Prix. Virtually every team expected a podium by Barcelona, but only three succeeded, and McLaren wasn't one of them. We'll look back at the goings on at the Circuit de Catalunya, and we'll also muse the latest news, plus tweets, comments, and an email. And there's more inspired genius on how to fix the sport from Terry in his state of F1. That's all to come. With me is a man who actually watched an F2 race this weekend. It's Terry Saunders. I was so tired after the Formula 1, I left the Teddy on and I watched a Formula 2 race and it was Ooh. bloody great. Was this the, the one that Charles Leclerc uh, was in? No, it was the one that um, some other guy, was, Charles Leclerc was in it because he's in the season. But it was one that the a guy who was third got called Lafitte Titi. Nicholas Lafitte? Titi. Latifi. Latifi. Queen Latifa. Queen Latifa. <laughs> Queen Latifa <laughs> was third. And then on the first corner, went to first and then stayed first for most of the race. Then binned it at the end. <laughs> oh, it was great. Is the there front, anything that F1 could learn, do you think? The front wings are really uncomplicated and they can really follow each other. It's such a simple idea. Make the front wings less wavy. It'll never work. And alongside him is a man who's been finding parallels to F1 in other sports. It's Phil Tromans. It's a complete coincidence that we've both been watching stuff other than F1 this week. Judas. I've been watching a load of professional cycling. Because you know I've been getting quite into my bike riding you the have? last year or so. Mm. And I thought I'd watch how the people who know what they're doing do it. And I've been watching one of the big three races of the year. which Tour de France. 
No, there's another one called the Giro d'Italia, which is like Italy's version of the Tour de France. It goes on for three weeks. It goes all around Italy. And um, there's a load of parallels to F1. Like, it's all driven by lightweight carbon technology. And, you know, there's been loads of F1 teams who've built bikes for various people. McLaren did a load of stuff. and Lotus have been involved in it in the past and all this kind of stuff. And it's also run by a massively incompetent governing body. And there's just loads of fuck-ups everywhere. It's a lot like F1. The last one I saw, uh, a load of the top contenders were wiped out by a police motorbike who parked at the side of the road and was sticking out and everybody crashed into him. That's um, brilliant. It is quite amusing. And it's, it's chock full of politics and suspicion and intrigue and sneak. It's basically F1 on bicycles. I can't ride a bike. You can't ride a bike. You can't drive a car either. I'm not the world's strongest swimmer either. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, walking, can you run? I've run a marathon. Oh, okay. Well, that's actually way more than I've done. So, have you run a marathon, Chica? No. Okay, Terry's the best of us. Thank you. Speaking of uh, the best of us, I'll go with that. Hey, Chica. (laughs) You've been doing anything? I've met two celebrities this week. Who are the two celebrities? Give us a clue. uh, uh, 20 uh, questions. Okay. Better be good. Are they alive? I like. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> they met corpses. Um, Lenin, Lenin, the embalmed corpse of Lenin. Sing, are they singers? Yes. Were the two celebrities you met at the same time or were they separate celebrities? So I met them at the same time, but they are not connected. Somebody to do with music? Yes. Was it someone who your mum would like? Yes. Was right. it a man? <laughs> yes. Were they both men? They're both men, yeah. Was it somebody Leo of Sayer. roughly our no. generation? Ones below your generation, younger. What are you talking about? Zane, Mal- Zane from One Direction. No, but you're on the right. Harry, Harry from Styles. One Direction. Yes. You met there Harry you Styles. Yeah. Oh, there's a lot of teenage girls out there. Yeah, yeah. Well, maybe they're listening to girls. this podcast. There's a lot of you sort of prepubescent girls. No. The other one, the oh, other, the other one. Was it, um, older. Older. Brian May. No. No, most of the backing. He sang "Driven back- by You." Oh, that's true. Driven by but, you. But most of the backing vocals we on boo. Queen were actually also done by Freddie Mercury. Yep. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, the band. Actor. Okay, the band was a conserve. The Jam. Paul Weller. Yeah. Whoa, that's yeah, pretty yeah. good. That's and he said he liked Harry my Styles. shoes. He did no, like your shoes. He, he liked your like shoes. Shoes. Oh, what, shoes. What shoes are you wearing? Really good shoes. No, I. They, he said, uh, "Are they? Is it Paul Smith? He just he. Yeah. yeah he said, "Are they Paul Smith?" And I said, "No, they were three pounds on Amazon." And then we had a silent lift trip together. Was a lift going underground? <laughs> <laughs> now it is time for Listener's Corner. This week, Mike Richmond said, I have the runs, so I missed most of the race. I will trust your recap rather than watch it on iPlayer. Firstly, mate, it's not on iPlayer. It's not watching so- on the iPlayer, it's on all four. <laughs> so that's not going to work anyway. Yeah, yeah. So I would but, trust But him. unless... He, that, he has made the right choice because I think, I think if you want a race recap, we are the people you go to. <laughs> It'd be good, though, if Mike Richmond didn't realise that uh, it's been on Channel 4 for the last couple of years. That might be why he missed it. Watching episodes of QI going, <laughs> oh, can't believe Stephen Fry's winning different. the championship. Sandy Toxvig now, because oh, uh, Stephen Fry quit at the end of last year <laughs> after becoming world champion. Do you want to do a 10-second race recap for Mike? <laughs> oh, Kimi Raikkonen. <laughs> Craig Winter said... It was the most enjoyable race for ages, overtaking crashes, not knowing who's going to win, and engines on fire. I mean, it's the best one this year, I would say. Well, it was the first race when we've had Vettel and Hamilton dicing over the same bit of track and not just having some stupid strategy race. Yep. Mm. And we also had Bottas and Vettel dicing for the same bit of track, but that didn't last for quite as long. Ben Turnbull said, a little boy demonstrating exactly what Ferrari management normally do when they don't get their way. Then everyone in F1 running around after him trying to make things better. 
I wouldn't be surprised if he got $100 million just so he turns up next year. Right, Ben, that is the best comment we have ever had. (laughs) Mike Stoner said, Hulkenberg was 6th, Palmer was 15th, even though they were both in the same car. Someone at Renault must be sabotaging Palmer's car. It's the only possible explanation. I agree entirely. I can't think what else it would be. He's a champion. No, it's being sabotaged by... Jolien Palmer, <laughs> who is being allowed to drive it terribly. Ben Willis said, do you guys like me feel for the engineers? Constantly told by their drivers to be quiet and leave them alone. I reckon maybe one race they should actually do that. Scott Crawford said, another great weekend for Charles Leclerc. The sky mouths were talking about signs shaking loose to Ferrari. That's the wrong decision. Leclerc to Ferrari, signs to Red Bull, Danny Ricciardo to Williams. I've solved all the problems. Nearly. No, look, look, Leclerc will have to go to Toro Rosso. Mm-hmm. Signs will go to Red Bull. Why Toro Rosso? Because that's what, you know, they're not going to get... Because they haven't got Ferrari anymore, have they? Toro Rosso, they're using Renault engines this year. Oh, he's Leclerc Ferrari driver, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. He's, he's the, the hotshot Ferrari Academy guy who, who, who waltzed away with the feature race in GP2. Hang on, who's... Has anyone oh, sorry, got, F2. Has anyone got Ferrari engines next year? Uh, Ferrari. Oh, well, Haas. Haas. Okay, Leclerc will be in Haas. I reckon Magnussen will get the... I reckon Grosjean's going to go to McLaren. What? What? Said it. Don't be stupid. Our sole email this week was from Alan David, and it is purely visual. It is pretty funny, though. (laughs) In other news, Alonso said he will look elsewhere if 2018 wins look unlikely at McLaren, and he will literally talk to anyone. Apart from McLaren, I'd imagine. That'd be good, wouldn't it? We'd be like, right, guys, I've got all of the teams in one room. I'm just going to say, I'm available next year. Eric Boudier goes, uh, Fernando. (laughs) (laughs) Sod off. Sacre bleu. He's sure. He, he, Is it, his he contract ends this year, doesn't it? Uh, yeah, but he's either <laughs> going to go back to Renault, and there's something just a bit sad about going back to Renault for the third time. <laughs> Although they are looking a bit better, which we'll talk yeah. about later. Mercedes won't have him. Ferrari aren't going to have him back. Mm. Where else is he going to go? Haas? IndyCar? I, I mean, if he wins Indy, I think there might be a bit more chatter, and I reckon Mercedes might go for him if he wins Indy. And then next year, Mercedes will go to the Indy 500 with Alonso. <sighs> and then they'll put a... T- Does the Mercedes ever do Le Mans? Yep. Schumacher used to race for Mercedes at Le Mans. There we go. There we go. Yeah. But that won't happen. But it could. But it won't. And finally, the Formula One team payments for 2017 have been revealed. Yes, they have. Someone's hacked into their PayPal account. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to give you... Well, I'm going to give you one guess to uh, uh, who got the most money. Uh, in the latest round of payouts to to the teams, well, obviously Mercedes have dominated the last couple of years, yep, and they they've won nearly every race. Yep. So Ferrari, they, they, what? yeah, it was no. Ferrari. Yeah. Oh. Uh, they were given uh, 180 million for for being consistently average for the last few years, but they've been in it a long time. Have you got the whole list there? Because I've got it, the whole list because they finished just ahead of Force India last year. Yeah, the constructors championship, and they got nearly double the money. Is that right? They got more than double the money. More Force than India got seventy-two million. Who decides million. this? Uh, well, it's all in the Concord Agreement. Basically, Ferrari get a load of stuff because they're Ferrari. What happened to Manners' money? Gone. I thought I thought Bernie Eccleston had a nice jacket on this week. Yeah, they don't get anything because they uh, fell apart. Tell us how wrong we are. You can tweet us at for F One Sake or find us on Facebook where we're for F One Sake. Or you can email us at wrong at ff1s.com. So it's been a month since we started playing Apex Race Manager, the Formula One strategy game for iPhone and Android devices. So, Phil, remind us, what is it all about? Well, Chica, this is a Formula One strategy game. You take ownership 
of a driver, in this case the wonderfully named Phil Tromans, because I put my own name in, and you try and bring him up from the bottom uh, of, <laughs> of Formula One. <laughs> and Sorry. <laughs> I'm just imagining Phil bringing himself up from the bottom. Can just grow up a bit, please? And basically the way it works is you... You get a load of money and you can choose where to put it, much like being a brothel. You know, Maurizio Arrivabene. Uh, so I've, I've decided to spend my money making my race engineer super good. So I've got like the Rob's medley of, of race engineers, except I'm better than Massa. And I've spent a bit of money on aerodynamics, but you can also boost your tyre wear so you get better tyre wear, so you can be like basically Perez. The race starts and it tells you what's happening. You get little sub games where you can drive around chicanes or do a pit stop and you have to sort of react. And it's really good fun. It's like lots of little sort of mini games all in one big game. So optimise your car and race all the tracks in the season to win the championship. You can get it now for free on your iPhone or on your Android device. Now let's return to the Spanish Grand Prix, where last year Verstappen won his first ever race for Red Bull, Schumacher won his six times, and in 2012, Maldonado won. Most importantly, though, this year, Malcolm in the Middle was there. Yeah, really? Was weird, wasn't it? Yeah. It was, a really, it was Red Bull that just bought a really weird who's who of American TV shows to the Spanish Grand Prix for no <laughs> discernible reason. Frankie Muniz was there. Uh-huh. Who's Malcolm in the Middle, who's now like 40 or something. Mm. And, uh, and Frazier was there. Kelsey Grammer was there. Wasn't he there with Renault, though? I thought he was there with Red Bull, but I, maybe... I maybe saw him next was, to a yellow just, thing. Maybe, maybe that was, was Niles. Sort of... <laughs> 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 right, let's start with Mercedes. <laughs> Hamilton's race involved numerous radio messages that were a cross between centrally whispered words and an asthma attack. Good tyre choices and some perceptive pitting. He also lost four and a half stone during the race in preparation for his hashtag Beachbody 2017. I realise now four and a half stone, four and a half stone is I mean, that's... medically impossible. <laughs> that's, I'm it... sure that's fine. That's, that sounds about if right. If you don't eat carbs, yeah, it's quite yeah, doable. Yeah. He didn't have any carbs in the car while he was driving, apparently. <laughs> Did Hamilton only win because A, the Barcelona track is bendy, B, Ferrari cocked up their pit stops, or C, he's very good at overtaking in tricky places? I'm going to go mostly B. I think it was just because of Bottas holding up Vettel for 10 laps. Well, that certainly helped. St. Bottas yeah. the martyr. That was some nice sneaky tactics by Mercedes, mm. basically sacrificing Bottas or entirely, as it turned out. I mean, he had a, a 20-year-old engine in his car, so they thought, you know, get as much as we can out of him yeah, yeah. and then They're just like, in. right, be a, be a mobile chicane. <laughs> Channel your inner Palmer. <laughs> By the way, sort of the you way. are now the number two driver. <laughs> like, so, Valtteri, uh, I know you want to win, but maybe, <laughs> could, do you think you could just sort of get in Seb's way a bit so Lewis could win? And Valtteri you know, went, yes, okay. You know in the Bahrain Grand Prix, where you're in the lead, Valerie, but you're really slow and you're holding everyone up, could you do that again? <laughs> Oh, yeah, I think I can do that. Thanks. Yeah, oh, that's really good. That's really good. If we do that, we'll talk about your contract next year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that noise from your engine. Oh, don't worry. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> but having said that, I still think Ferrari did cock up their pit stops because why didn't they pit during the virtual safety car like Mercedes did? What was the virtual safety car for again? I've forgotten. Uh, because oh, it was, when, it was that when Van Dorn inexplicably turned in on Massa for no reason whatsoever. Oh, God, yeah. And his car just went, fuck this. <laughs> I have had enough of this shit. Yeah. I'm quitting. He didn't pit during the virtual safety car because he would have come out behind Hamilton. Yeah, but if you pit under a virtual safety car, then when you're sat still in the pits, mm. all the other cars are going past slowly. Yep. So you're going to lose less time than if you're sat still in the pits and all the other cars are going past quickly. It was. I can't believe they didn't 
bit. It but he like still a... would have come out behind Hamilton. Well, he didn't come out behind Hamilton as it turned out. So he, you remember at the end, he was like, oh, I've lost eight seconds somewhere. I can't work out why. It's because they didn't pit during the virtual safety car when Mercedes did. So suddenly Hamilton gained five, six, seven, eight seconds through doing that. Ferrari should have done it. Well, let's talk about Ferrari then. Let's. We saw archetypal Vettel behaviour. He did an excellent overtake, slagged off everyone else on the track over the radio. He ignored his team when they told him to do something. And it turned out to be right. However, Raikkonen spent the race with what he believed to be his biggest fan, but was actually a young French boy that was crying because he wanted an ice cream. He whisked his boy and his parents away from the seats that they paid loads for and ensured they missed all of the good bits of the race for photos with him. And F1 is all about the fans, man. I just can't believe if I'm going to be super cynical. I mean, I'm not talking like, you know, tin four hat cynical here. Just regular Terry False flag stuff. But they got the camera on that kid very quickly. <laughs> <laughs> After Raikkonen went out. Like, do you really think the cameraman was going, oh, no, no, let's look at the audience, there's a crying kid, let's zoom in. I think that kid had been having a tantrum for like an hour. <laughs> and the parents were just like going, oh, God's sake, we've, we've brought you to the race, can you just... Oh, like like kids do. You know, and then did you see, they're interviewed after, right? They're, they're French, they don't speak very good English, not their fault at all, that's perfectly fine. But, you know, I don't think they speak Italian either, so I think someone from Ferrari came up and they just kind of, followed them and then they were just there bewildered going oh he's a big Kimi Raikkonen fan I don't think he was <laughs> I don't think he gave a shit <laughs> I don't think he even likes Formula 1 I think that uh, just I mean it's a legacy of the Bernie days that there's always just a camera focused on the crowd looking for crying people so he could feed his malevolent soul it was I mean there was something refreshingly different about the modern Formula 1 compared to the Bernie because you could always see Bernie in the back of the Ferrari garage going are they giving him a cap that's 60 quid <laughs> It is so difficult to get into the paddock of an F1 race. I can't imagine that ever happening until this year. And even if you're in the paddock club, you only go in sort of half-hour windows when everything's tightly marshaled and then you're shepherded out again. So, uh, yeah, he's done very well. Good on him. And as you said on Twitter, he does look like Tim Farron. He really does. Should we talk about the drivers as well, or do we not care? Well, It was good to see, as you said, Fettel and Hamilton having a proper... Ding dong. ding dong on track. They're right, ding dong. You know, and it was good. Do you think we about... see future ding dongs? I've, I'm hoping we're going well to see ding, seeing dongs. Their ding dongs. It was good to see a proper on track battle. Okay, there was a, a very large element of strategy and, and undercutting and overcutting and wombling free, but at the end of the day, they they had to fight on track and felt Vettel with with Bottas as well, which is obviously a lot easier. Um, and a really good overtake by Vettel. Are we going to talk about that? Maybe one what, of the overtakes he of the over- year so far when he double double dummied, then went on the grass and got past him. He was he did good, didn't he? Yeah, he wasn't messing about. Mm. Shame it's but then nothing. the then then sort of he came up against Hamilton, and Hamilton just went, "Okay, I'm going to drive past you around the outside now because my car's much faster in a straight line." It was yeah, a few laps of real kind of building up to excitement, and then I thought Ferrari was faster in a straight line. I think they were. I think Ferrari I don't think in a straight line. I think but... Ferrari should have won the race. I think Ferrari threw it away. With that pit stop, and I that think they were it. faster. Mercedes did very well, sort of tactically, to get themselves back in play. Because at the start of the race, where where Felt just drove away, it did look like he was just going to keep doing that. I mean, it is kind of unbelievable how close it is. Like when you think of the logistics of two teams of like eight hundred people making cars to these rules, and they've come down to this, and they're like a tenth of a second between them. It's pretty amazing. Yeah. What did we think about Raikkonen? Went out first corner, got twatted. Stappen as well. Pretty happy with his kind of <laughs> bent wheel the wrong way and still driving around the track. <laughs> yeah. like, this is going to be fixed. Get a bit of gaffer tape. Come on. 
the rest of the year, and even all of last year, you can't get that guy to show any kind of bludgeoning the car around. He just seems to be there in fourth going, oh, I'm fine. And as soon as the wheel's broken, he's like, he's like Dan Dare. Come on, <laughs> I can get this thing. And it's, oh, why? Where's that spirit the rest of the time? He watched a bit of the race from the side, didn't he? Just sat there in his... Well, he knew there was a bloody with a child. Friend, yeah. Yeah. No, he knew there was a child waiting for him in the <laughs> paddock. And he's like, oh, God, do I have to? Okay, Red Bull. Ricardo may have had a boring race, unable to challenge the front runners, But on the plus side, he finished. He finished one minute and 15 seconds behind Hamilton. He didn't race, he had a drive. What went on here? Well, podium by Barcelona. <laughs> yeah. Red it. Bull brought a whole new car to this race. And it's, be- it's better than 80% of the field. But they've changed everything, and they're still like a good minute behind the other cars. Yeah, this is not going well. No, I mean you know it could be worse. They're, How? As long as one of the McLarens and one of the Ferraris goes out, they're probably going to be on the podium. McLarens? Uh, yeah, yeah. One of the Ferraris, one of Mercedes. Sorry, force of uh, wrong, force wrong of habit you. to the uh, early nineties. And also, not only that, Verstappen was out on the first lap, wasn't he? R. They're R. the best P. of the shit teams. Yeah, but that's not where they want to be. They were, to top flow, dog. they were top dog a couple of years ago. You know, they were dictating the rules and being like invited to all the big parties. Yeah, it now. goes in cycles, though, doesn't it? I mean, you know what, Renault some... have been on top for years. McLaren have been on top for years. Williams have been on top for years. And now look at them. There's that's something about when Ted Kravitz does his like notebook thing at the end of the race and he walks down the pit lane. And in the years when Red Bull were dominating and winning four years in a row, this kind of stuff. Them blaring out some terrible oh, European yeah. house music was kind of, you know, you go, that is bad. But, you know, <laughs> fair play, you're winning, you can play what you like. But they still play the same music. and oh, now do they? Yeah, but now they're kind of coming nowhere. I know it's a podium, but like lucked into it. Just It's just pathetic. Do you think they should play sort of sad? Just they should play just, you know, morose music. Just silence. <laughs> Williams! Terry, can I borrow you, please? Hi. Oh. Can you do a Vettel impression, please? Yeah. Oh, why does it have to be Massa all of the time, little Britain? Ha ha ha. <laughs> <laughs> so Massa's going to have to be buying drinks for pretty much everyone after last weekend's driving. Stroll's race was an absolute disaster because of the humiliating fact that he was overtaken by Palmer. Was this any worse than you expected from Williams? I don't care about Williams in this race. But I do want to talk about their stupid competition that's been all over my Facebook feed, which is where they've teamed up with Airbnb and you can win a night in the Williams garage with Felipe Massa. But wow. curiously, yeah, it's a bit of a decent proposal, but not Lance Stroll. So I can only imagine that Lance Stroll has gone, I don't want to meet real people. Here's a million quid, I'm not Make doing it. You just want to spend a night in a garage with real people. And who'd want to win Maybe. that? Oh God, imagine, imagine with Massa. Well, it's oh, pretty, part, pretty part of the country, just outside Oxford, Grove. It's a nice part of the I think world. it might even be in a Formula 1 garage, like in a, in a race, sleeping in the garage. Oh, the pit garage. Imagine trying to get some sleep when they're all doing well. Oh, I assumed it was at Williams HQ or something, but... I haven't read. I've well, already looked, a, at, I've looked at the picture. Were, maybe it's, it's during it curfew and you're not allowed to do anything. You can't touch anything, can't do anything, can't have fun. You right. can sleep. You've, you've won. You go in there, make sure no one touches anything. <laughs> so Massa um, had to avoid Bottas, Raikkonen, Verstappen, carnage at the side of the road. And in doing so, he smacked Alonso. Yeah, I don't blame him for that. I think that's just a racing incident that he was trying to avoid. For some reason, once, as, as uh, Terry said, once Raikkonen had broken his car he's like well I'm going to drive anyway and just kind of speared back onto the track and Massa was like and smacked into Alonso so I don't blame him for that but the performance of the car was just woeful I mean there was yeah there was a point where they were weren't they overtaken by a uh, 
a Sauber at some point as well or something? Like it's terrible. Last year's Ferrari. They got a Mercedes engine. They sh- oh, what? Just uh. Would you, so is this Williams' worst race of the season? Oh yeah, I thought I would have thought so. Can't think of a worse one. They both finished out the points. I mean, Massa qualified in the top ten, but finished thirteenth. Stroll call it, Stroll actually made up two places to go from eighteenth to sixteenth, but that's not really saying much. I wasn't really listening to that because I thought I'd read the actual competition details, <laughs> and it's bloody amazing. All right, we'll right. go back to this. So, it's at the British Grand Prix. Okay. The lucky person will bed down in martini sheets in the Williams pits flanked by the real FW40 cars. They'll also get trackside tickets for the weekend and a meet and greet with Massa and the Williams mechanics, so no well. stroll. Right, so I don't think, I don't think Massa's going to sleep there, but you know. <laughs> that, yeah, you're not, you, that's not what you were selling. But here's the best bit. To enter, right, all you got to do to be the chance of winning is to write a hundred word story about why you've earned your place in that bed. <laughs> So, wow. next episode. A, I'm going to write a proper one. <laughs> it's going to be filthy. <laughs> Secondly, can we do a competition? I don't know what we can win. I mean, some, I've got a spare room, right? The winner can, <laughs> for the British Grand Prix weekend. Have you got a garage anywhere near you? Um, there's, a, there's an SO garage. <laughs> That'll do. So, for a hundred word story, and I want this to be sent it wrong at fo1s.com, you get to come and watch the race with us, the British Grand Prix, in a pub somewhere in London. All three of us will be there, won't we? I will be there, yeah. I won't be there, but... All right, Lance. <laughs> got somewhere bit, more important yeah, to be. Some bit of stay with your money. It's competition. You've got to write a story, 100 words, say why you'd like to spend a Sunday afternoon with me and Phil. <laughs> <laughs> Anything goes. Third person, preferably. But if you want to do a first person coming of age oh, so tale, I don't, That's not putting any rules on it. Just 100 words. Okay, 100 words. Let's get, get creative with it. And you'll do a meet and greet with us. So we watch the race. You'll be introduced to me and Phil at the start of the race. And then, like any proper meet and greet, we don't want to speak to you after that. Absolutely not. If you even look at me, I'm going to just... I'm going to have a hand sanitizer removed. with me, yeah. But yeah, that'd be good. So if you want to come and watch the race with us and, uh, you know, have a generally great time, send it to wrong at ff1s.com. I will read every single one. And I presume we'll be covering flights in a hotel, will we? Oh, terms and conditions. <laughs> there will be no flights or hotels or coaches or... Any, any sort of expenses. Maybe crisps. Yeah, I mean, a bag maybe, of crisps each, maybe, maybe a pint, maybe a pint, maybe yeah. a pint. If it's really good, I mean, if it'd have to be pretty good to win, maybe a pint. So yeah, you've got to get to London. One to share. You've got to get to London you. yourself. And the value of your prize may go down as well as up. I don't know. I'm making it. What? what and the, your what home is at risk your if home? you do not, because we'll know you're out and we'll have your address. Put your address on the email and we'll rob you. Well, I'm looking forward to seeing the entries. Okay, Could have been that one. Better beef up the servers. <laughs> Okay, Sauber. <laughs> Considering he was in one of the worst cars on the track, the one-stop strategy worked and he went round the bollard the wrong side. But Verline came home in eighth, which isn't bad for a team that has a collection tin outside of its garage. <laughs> now, Sauber ahead of McLaren in the standings. Do you think things are going to stay that way? Yep. Yeah, pretty much. Unless Jensen Button wins the Monaco Grand Prix because it <laughs> rains. Well, there's been loads of stories going around that Jensen basically doesn't really give a fuck. He's just like, yeah, whatever. I haven't driven a car for a while. It could be fun. I live in Monaco. It's only down the road. But don't forget, Sauber next year have got Honda engines. So Jesus. technically, as it stands right now, Sauber should be the number one team for Honda, if you follow my twisted logic. I'm not sure, I'm not sure any teams are the number one Honda team, really. I mean, by dint of them having a Honda engine. But, uh, but Verline did well. Good on him. Didn't he do well? He did, he did even Very with a penalty. Good. Well, that penalty was Because of his it. bollard nonsense. Bollards. 
I, I spent a lot of time thinking of airlines bollards. He he did really well to uh, to get that dog of a car home in in eighth on what is not a particularly slow track. But Ericsson did well as well. He was eleventh. It's uh, not any points though, is yeah, it? Yeah, but still first with- loser. Yeah. Well, eleventh <laughs> loser, tenth loser. <laughs> I don't think we care. The only thing we've got out of the what is it? We're quarter away into the season now, and what we've got to pay, say about Ericsson apart from the fact that he's got nice hair, and it, it took one of our listeners to point that out. Yep. Verline right. though. Oh, terrible hair. Can't wait till he gets a podium. Well, that's champagne. Was <laughs> <laughs> India fourth and fifth? That's another incredible double points finish, and they managed to match the pace of Red Bull on points, which is less incredible. However, the team were fined for not having big enough numbers on their car. Shame on you. But the FIA got Ocon's number wrong on official documents, so there's a pot calling some kettles black there. Now, why do you reckon Force India had their best finish of the season in Spain? And more importantly, could you read their numbers? This it's number thing you, is fantastic. Oh, really? It's amazing. Okay, They've, we'll do point-counterpoint. Okay. Go. It's good to have the numbers really big, so you can see what car it is if you're at the track. Phil? It's not enough. Why? They're still quite small. If you're at the track, you won't really see them. I know you've got bad eyesight, mate. But I have got bad eyesight. They are. Or- um, but, I mean, you can't really see much. It's bad enough that, that not all the drivers have, you know, massively different helmets. Quiet. Um, <laughs> they need to do more. I'd like to see different liveries. I'd like to see much more differences between the different cars because they just look too much the same. I'd like to see a Google Glass type thing where you wearing special glasses and then when the car goes by you get stats in your oh, eyes like augmented mm, that reality that would be good wouldn't it that would be good but, but until more expensive. then a bit more expensive and a bit of pain although Force India have been given a suspended fine of 25,000 euros <laughs> for getting this wrong 25,000 euros for putting the numbers in the wrong place some of the teams seem to take it more seriously than others like some Ferraris of looked, looked amazing yeah, yeah, yeah they retro, were good. very yeah. nice Mercedes just rubbish. Yeah. They just stuck a sign on the fin, didn't they? That was about it. <laughs> a terrible kind a Red of Bull one looks all right. helmet. Well, Force India, their argument of the fact that their numbers were a bit smaller is that their sponsors took up too much space. Oh, God, it's so hard being us. <laughs> oh, God. Were they whining to, to Sauber and McLaren while this is going on? Have you guys got this problem as well, guys? <laughs> you just got too many sponsors and you can't fit. Oh, sorry. <laughs> hey, yes. Hey. Uh... So now, I'm running out of ways to say this. On the last lap, Kvyat gave Magnussen a puncture. Why did Toro Rosso hate Magnussen? He's not as good as Grosjean. Grosjean's not exactly great. I mean, I know he came in, did he come in 10th in the end, Grosjean? But yeah. yeah. Still, oh, you know, he's been a bit pants this year. Grosjean got some points. Yeah, but Magnussen gets the, a point. Magnussen a gets point. the best points of having his engineer telling him to calm down when oh yeah that was hilarious calm as anything that was brilliant the most animated engineer I've ever heard just what? calm down just calm down yeah okay oh, it's, fine. it's fine just Kevin I can't you're gonna, Kevin you're gonna have a heart attack just stop just stop. yeah I'm fine oh, what's going hysterical on hysterical engineer there was a moment where, where Magnuson sort of was uh, loads of people were accusing Magnuson of doing stuff he wasn't doing. Did you see the thing where Science accused Magnuson of forcing him off the road in the pit lane, where all he's done was <laughs> literally drive down the pit lane in a straight line and not moved at all? And Science was just driving along the grass, going, "He pushed me, he pushed me, he didn't, mate. Did do anything of the sort." Silly sod. Renault. Oh God. Finally, their cars seemed to be coming together, and Hulkenberg was looking good. Piss poor from Palmer again, though. Cyril Abitou... Abit... 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 Abit
Abitable. 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 Surreal Abitable said, For Jolion, it was a tough Grand Prix, and we are dedicated to understanding what we can do to improve this. Do you have any ideas? That we Hand can- grenade. <laughs> <laughs> well, like just before first practice, he gets into just the in car, his, just in his hotel in, room, pulls on, pulls on his gloves, <laughs> they lift up the monitor that's sat in front of him, and then Abitable just goes... Guys, where's everyone gone? <laughs> uh, guys, this is like when uh, my father raced in uh, Formula 2. And, uh, <laughs> I'll be a champion one day. <laughs> Jonathan Palmer, his dad, was on the grid walk with Martin Brundle. And this was my favourite moment of the race. I don't know if any of you saw this on the Sky coverage. So Martin Brundle was like, oh, Jonathan, how are you doing? All this kind of stuff. Did a bit of stuff. And uh, he was like, what's it like for you now? Your son's about to r- r- drive a race. Is it nerve-wracking? And Jonathan Palmer just kind of went, well, actually, I've got both my boys in something because my other son is doing a Formula 2. And he gave the full name of the series. Like the Formula 2 Rallycross rent- Rental. Rah, 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 rah. <laughs> and so Snettertrend right now. Right? And then when he stopped talking, Martin Brundle, there was like a half-second gap where you could tell he'd zoned out. He's a... <laughs> All right, okay. Um, all right, nice meeting you. And this is how boring that man is. God, I hate him. You mentioned previously that you were you were going to try and, as one of his biggest fans, you were going to try and get an audience with with uh, with Jerry and Palmer. How's that going? I had a weird chance this week, wow. and I failed. Oh. I'm here to tell you, I, I'm happy to admit failure, but I just happened to turn on Instagram, and Renault were doing a live video chat with Jocelyn Palmer. That's brave. And all the comments were coming up, and they were just literally—he was—you could see he was looking at the screen, and he was reading the comments. And I just thought this is the best time, so I typed out, "Why are you such a massive bell end?" And you know what? I couldn't press send. I, I couldn't it. do it. I you were totally right. I totally bottled it. Bottle it. You can't even bottle it when you're miles away behind the safety of a screen. But then I thought, how do all these internet trolls do it? It's really hard. I was looking at his little face, thinking, "I don't—I don't want to see that little second where he goes, oh, Torosso points." It was rounded up by signs in this quote. I have a surprise for the team in the garage in order to thank them in a proper way. Let's enjoy some good Spanish ham and beers together. Well deserved by everyone. Was this before or after the race? <laughs> I mean, wouldn't that be embarrassing if the, the engineers during the race had found his stash and just <laughs> eating it all? Eating, munching on a ham. <laughs> and he's like, guys, I've got a little surprise for you. Why is there just a bone and some tins in here? I think it's the least he can do. Science was a bit all over the place this weekend, wasn't he? I mean, he did quite well to finish in seventh, but he was a bit kind of like, ah! Just a bad day. Oh, they both got points. It's all right, I guess. Yeah, Driver right. of the year. Yeah. McLaren. let's cast our minds back to fp1 where alonso's car managed two corners before blowing up none of us expected to see that feisty spaniard in q3 when it came to the race though he got pushed off by massa and kvyat got in the way in the pits if that's not depressing enough alonso went to play tennis during the rest of practice van dorn got a 10 place penalty for updating his lawnmower and that's the second race in a row that that's happened he then ended his race on the first corner it was McLaren's first time in Q3 since Abu Dhabi last year. In Spain, 2013 was the last time that Alonso won an F1. On the plus side, though, he's off to America now and Jensen Button will be driving their ox cart in Monaco. Is it time to admit that Stoffel might not be as good as we thought he no, was? No, no, we've got a lot of T-shirts to sell. <laughs> um, so two things. Alonso's qualifying lap was spectacular. Very good. Mm. Utterly, unbelievably amazing. All that kind of talk of him being the best driver... There is no way that car should have been that high. Secondly, he should have just got out of the car at the end of quali and then just got, I'm off. <laughs> I'm going to America. <laughs> There's no the point. Yeah, just I'm done. Mic drop. We just seen about Jensen Button, you know, maybe not giving it his all for the Monaco race. 
I've got a sneaking suspicion he's just not going to show up. <laughs> just imagine <laughs> on the Friday, they just be like, oh, was it this weekend? Oh, I had a triathlon. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Who's their rever- reverse driver? Well, their reverse Jensen's driver is stopping off at the moment. Yeah, but if he doesn't turn up, they got. I mean, they've got a couple of young drivers, haven't they? They've got Nick DeVries and somebody else. Yeah, but they're both busy. All of that brings us to the standings with Terry Saunders. So the Drivers' Championship is looking very close. In first place is last year, I cried a lot and also got to meet Kimi <laughs> Raikkonen with 104 points. Second place, oh, I'm knackered. Uh, third place, what a difference a fortnight makes. Mm. Fourth, but who do I see when I cry with 49 <laughs> points? That was really sad. Fifth place, podium. Yeah, this year's shit. <laughs> Sixth place, what a difference a year makes. See, we didn't talk about him for Stappen. Oh, you you look great, great years. This is how he should be. I well, said he'd be shit. Taken out, wasn't his fault. Seventh place. Hello, can anybody see me? Uh, eighth place. I'm really tall. I saw an interview with Ocon. He's very tall. Is he? Yeah. Oh, well, he's taller than Perez. Ninth. How is that kid more famous than my kid that doesn't cry? <laughs> Massa. Oh yeah. <laughs> Tenth, have snuck a bunch of meat through duty free signs. That's what I'm going to do. Eleventh, I got to the end of the race just to avoid Jonathan Palmer in our team garage. Twelfth, small problem, I've forgotten how to drive. Thirteenth, I'm better and fit again. Fourteenth, I'm lonely. And in fifteenth, with four points joint with the others, also on four points, is fucking calm down, calm down, just fucking calm down, dear. Oh. And the constructors' championship, right? In first place is rebranding to Hamilton and his little helper Benz. In second place is rebranding to Vettel drives, and there's a Kimi crash. <laughs> oh, I want a Kimi crash. <laughs> That'd be great, wouldn't it? Crash with a K. <laughs> it would just be empty bottles of vodka and lolly sticks. <laughs> just go and play in the ball pit. Just mind the broken glass. Third place, if you change everything and are still shit, maybe you're the problem. Ooh. Ooh. Existential. Yeah, thank you. Fourth place, we're pink and you still can't see us. Uh, fifth place, I've written nothing for Toro Rosso. Sixth place, are we focusing on next year's car yet? That's uh, Williams. Get, I think Williams is going to be the first in to, with the next year's car excuse. Seventh place, Renault, we just don't talk to him after the races now. Eighth, Haas Beans. Oh, I'm running out of ideas. Ninth, officially better than McLaren. Wow, yeah, that's Four points. Have McLaren scored any points yet? Nope. Jeez. They haven't finished a race yet. Oh, no, Alonso did. Alonso finished this time. First time. Outside so, yeah. Um, I'm wondering about sunsetting in the standings. They're getting increasingly hard to write. <laughs> Now it is time for the 2017 FF1S Grand Prix Fantasy League, powered by Grid Rival. Phil, do you think you could talk us through the 2017 FF1S Grand Prix Fantasy League, powered by Grid Rival? I'll give it a damn good go, Chica. So after five rounds of 20, uh, the top five of the 2017 FF1S Grand Prix Fantasy League, powered by Grid Rival, looks like this. In fifth place, Chase Carey's moustache. Very closely in front, Norfolk and Chance. North, Norfolk and Chance yeah. Norfolk and I mean it's an old one but it's still quite fun yeah it's a bit of a pub quiz name isn't it third place testing testing one two three and it's pretty close between those guys uh, 100 points ahead ish on 2812 platypus platypus memorable imagine a car that looked like a platypus well so if you, what is it that Ferrari a couple of years ago did with a big wide spoon nose oh and in first place still Mercedes-Benz AMG, Toto Wolf there, still doing very well. Yeah. Within our own little uh, our own little battle. We don't have to go through this bit. 
Uh, after last week's oh. uh, last week's standings, where I was really not doing very well, things have turned around quite nicely. So, in third place among us, in position sixty nine, <laughs> uh, this is dirty today. Uh, is Terry Saunders? Let's get funky. Jumping up to twenty ninth place, Chica. Nice ass. Thank you. The thing is, though, is I actually forgot to have a talent driver. Oh, you didn't get so your bonus. Despite not having that, I still got a lot more points than you, Terry. For anyone who else who hasn't chosen their talent driver, you can get a bonus if you pick one of your pick one of your rookies or one of your less talented drivers. Make them the talent driver; they get a bonus. I did remember to do that, and I appear to have jumped from last among us to first among us mm. in twentieth place. Tin Duck Racing. Although I've now my contract with Mercedes has now expired, and you can't get them again for uh, for another race. So I don't know how well I'm going to do from now on. So now it's getting tactical now. And speaking of tactical. To those of you who have yet joined, or yet to join, our uh, our Grand Prix Fantasy League powered by Grid Rival, you can do so by going to this link, which Terry will give you. Terry? ff1s.com forward slash, the word forward slash written out, Grid Rival. You're going to have to create that on the site now. I, I don't. ff1s.com forward slash Grid Rival. Yeah, and you can join our uh, our Fantasy League powered by grid rival which will let you join late doesn't matter that you've missed the first drive races as is my understanding because of clever maths and it'll sort of even it out and you can still have a chance of winning yeah and we've actually been adopted by the formula one group which means jensen button's going to come into the championship fifth for the monaco yeah if he wins the race got the championship in the bag two championships (laughs) for for benson good news and now the state of f1 with terry saunders Ross Braun has hinted to a more open future in Formula 1 by adopting a NASCAR-style model of open scrutiny. At given intervals throughout the season, the teams will have to open up their cars and the other teams are allowed to poke about and see the magical hidden bits. This means a Force India can copy a Mercedes widget fairly and the big money teams don't have a massive advantage. Of course, the big teams, <coughs> Mercedes, will be against this, as anything that diminishes their advantage is obviously terrible. And wait, Ferrari is storming out the sport again until Chase Carey starts crying and then gets to meet Kimi <laughs> Räikkönen. But, like every state of F1, we have to deal with the fundamental question of what the hell is Formula 1 anyway? Is it to be the best of the best, with teams putting up screens around their test cars like an arm wrapped around your desk in an exam? Or is it about the competition? And if you're truly the best, you'll always be one step of the rest. If you want to be a record breaker, dedication's what you need. Sorry. Either way, it's a rule that would appeal to the have-nots and horrify the haves. How do we square this circle? Well, as ever, don't worry, I've got a solution. These wishy-washy debates never go far enough. I say we're going to take rules from fucking NASCAR. Let's go the whole hog and bring in the running Le Mans-style starts as well. Only with all the pieces from all the cars all over the road. <laughs> Whoever can pick up enough bits and bolt them on quickest gets to go first. The cars will be different colours and different shapes, and it won't only be about driving skill, but how many episodes of Scrap Heap Challenge you've watched. Win-win. Genius. <laughs> what do you think about this, the, the, the actual idea from, from Ross Braun? It's never going to happen. I mean, it won't, but it's... I think it's actually quite a nice idea, because I, I wonder how the teams would play it. I wonder if they'll have their little their little upgrades, but they'll sort of hoard them away until they absolutely need them. So they'll wait until there's a scrutineering to go, OK, well, they haven't seen that one. Let's put this one on now. I think the thing is, I just don't think you can get anywhere by looking and poking around these days. It's all like a, it's a computer chip. So it'll just be there going, all right, here's, here's Mercedes engine. We can find a seal of the secrets. And it'll just be like this sealed, hermetically sealed metal box. We're like, well, we can't open it because... We're not allowed to. And then it'll just be... They'll and be like, all right, we've copied the shape. 
That is a good point. That NASCARs are considerably less complicated than Formula exactly. One cars. They basically just sort of run on advanced hamster wheels and wrought iron gates. Exactly. Hmm. Nice plan there. Still, Ross is coming in with new ideas. That's it from us. It is goodbye to Phil Tromans. Goodbye. We haven't had time to talk about uh, Sterling Moss. You may remember uh, a few years ago he fell down some fell down a lift shaft. Like hurt his leg, was fine. This time it emerged this week. He's just come out of hospital after being in since Christmas. He's been in hospital for five months with a chest infection. He's 87 years old. He's back out again. It's all right. He's indestructible. Good. Sterling Moss. Keep well, Sterling. And to Terry Saunders. Uh, we have had time to talk about the competition, but I've got to remind you again, 100 words, <laughs> and you get to spend the day with me and Phil. But it's got to be a well, story. Not the, day, not the day. I've just... And the night. <laughs> well, depends who wins. I've just checked the actual competition that William's doing, and it doesn't have to be a story. It's got to be just like a hundred words about you, why you think you should win. Just to clarify, our competition it has to be a story <laughs> with a beginning, a middle, and an end. Seems very prescriptive. Don't give a shit. We'll be back sooner than you think for something special. Ooh, ooh, and then after that. It's the Monaco Grand Prix. In the meantime, check out our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash for F1's sake. And you can follow us on Twitter at for F1's sake. Buy our merch. We've got mugs and t-shirts and other stuff. Terry. F F one S dot C O M slash S H O P S H O P S H O Oh, I've got it wrong. <laughs> P. Please tell your friends about the podcast and leave us a review on iTunes. I've been Chigres. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Sports Social Podcast Network.